Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to this Welter edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. We're coming to you direct from the Bora kitchen truck where we've got Sam Bennett who's making his very first appearance on the podcast. So Sam, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And Andreas, welcome as always. Hello again and uh, welcome for the very first time, Sam. So first of all, to kick things off, let's have a bit of a reflection on your first race of the year, Sam. Um, in the UAE Tour, everything looked quite promising, but we knew of the difficulties that you had last year. Can you tell us, how was your winter leading up to that? Yeah, um, winter was quite good. Um, I think I focused more on trying to get my, my base back. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like I was injury free from the September. Um, right knee was one that kind of gave me problems last season. and. Uh, I was building up and then in January I was like doing my gym work um, trying to kind of build the, 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 um, yeah, the more strength into the knees and uh, I got problem with, a little bit of a problem with my other knees so I lost all my winters, yeah, all my work from the winter and um, kind of basically went into UAE with nothing done so when I was getting the podiums it was quite promising but um, I don't think I could have asked for much more. Um, at that time, were you happy with where you've been at performance-wise? I think in UAE, I was I was quite happy, um, all things considering. Um, but I think as a sprinter, yeah, you always want more. But um, you know, you can't be disappointed with the the results when you just don't have the work done. You know. So moving on from that point, it seemed like everyone sort of expected you to, to be able to then grow your shape and your form, but somehow it didn't quite seem to, to work in that way. How did that feel for you? Did you expect more or how did things go in training for you? How was that going at the time? Um, yeah, I don't, like I knew I'd build some sort of shape with the races, but in the end, it was hard without a real foundation of training. Um, I think the racing came a bit too soon. Like, it was kind of, it was really hard in Paris-Nice, but I, I definitely built something up there. Um, but then, you know, it was such a hard race. I got a little bit sick after that, and then I was in the classics, and then the the, the left knee wasn't super, but um, the, yeah, of course, the right knee from the year before was absolutely perfect but um yeah it's just it was really hard to get that consistency when you don't have the, the real base and strength and depth from training um so it was kind of like real on off and um yeah it, you think yeah i thought i'd kind of build a bit more but in the end it was it was really hard to uh, to build on very little foundations if that makes sense yeah Paris was I can confirm that that was hard because it was even hard for me <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no such thing as an easy Paris but when you go in a little bit undercooked uh, you're in for a hard time in Frankfurt you scored your first win of the season everything looked perfect and it really was an impressive sprint 
I guess you, like all of us, thought that this would be the turning point. Can you explain why Frankfurt was that good, but Turkey afterwards was rather a setback again? Yeah, um, you know, like I, I think looking at Frankfurt, it was kind of like, I didn't get to do sprint training or top end work from the start of June the year before. So mainly it was really May the year before that I was really doing hard training. And then I did, I had two weeks where I got to work on top end and you could see the difference in Frankfurt. Um, so it was like, it was almost, it's almost a year without doing those efforts. Um, so I think the first part came quite quick um, and then Rundum Cone, I had super legs again. Um, we set the race up for for um, Niels, um, and I think I was was a fifth. But I had uh, yeah, definitely if it was a sprint, I could have won that race. But um, yeah, I think then afterwards I was mainly looking at trying to build a bigger engine, and I was really looking towards Tour de France rather than like of course I was trying to win, but I was. Yeah, like it was, it was a building process towards the tour. So, I think you, when you, yeah, it's hard to say. Like when you when you don't go in as those races as a target, you're willing to sacrifice and make those races harder for yourself if that means you're going to be better for the tour. Um, so then it was just after that. Then there wasn't really racing to show case yourself. Um, and then I just started working on my base again and. And trying to build that for the, the the second part of the year but i think frankfurt was kind of a yeah, good indication to show that i'm still here but um i still have to I had to put the work into to get back my level so dan who's your coach told us that in training around that time there were quite some promising improvements that were happening but after that win that you had the results didn't quite come as maybe some people had expected can you explain what happened so from the outside it's often difficult to understand the difficulty of transferring pure power numbers from training to then results at races can you explain the difference between those two concepts um yeah i mean i suppose in training you're always doing them when you're fresh and then racing you're doing them really under load um so it's kind of hard to yeah for the two to kind of you know link together they they do of course but you kind of have to be doing more in training so that you can do less in races and for that to be enough um but yeah i think i think it just probably I say I should have focused more on training earlier in the year. I think maybe started racing again. Turkey would have been early enough, but that would have given me time to really get my, my engine going and my, my work done. Um, because like the start of the year, of course, the results were, were fine in, in, um, in like uh, UAE and stuff, but I'm, and I know this might sound a little bit arrogant or might selfish, but my job is to come across the line first for the team. There's no point in sending me to a race where I'm just going to ride around um, because at the end of the day, that's for nothing. And it I don't think it's good for anyone. So I think I should have held back, trained and just come back when I was ready. Whereas it prolonged 
the comeback because I was trying to be fresh for races, recover from races, but in all I couldn't really build. Like it was it was nearly impossible to build form to just continue growing when you're trying to come on the gas, come off the gas, up and down like with the races. So yeah, then you're kinda showing sometimes a bit of promise like you like you show numbers but I think without the main foundations the form is always going to be up and down so of course like I'm still Sam Ben I'm still a good rider but to get that consistency you have to lay down the foundations in training and then you can build out like the race form and the race strength on top um, um, but yeah like it was it was mad because like sometimes in training you show like there was potential there again and then in the race and it didn't really happen but I suppose it's all it's really easy to look back and say this now but in the moment you think you're doing the right thing uh, like it's easy for me to sit here and say oh yeah maybe um, I should have stayed at home trained more um, but in the moment you know you're you're an athlete you want to compete you want to be at the races the season starts you're with a new team you want to show yourself the pressure is there as well to 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 come back so it's easy looking back but it's never easy in the moments but um yeah, I think I rambled on there. I didn't really actually answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on in the season. As the team took on the tour without a sprinter and uh, focused on GC, you kept working very hard towards the second part of the season. How did the last weeks go from your perspective and where do you think you are now um, Yeah, with your shape? I could definitely feel a difference in the more recent races, like definitely how I felt in the final kilometers floating for position and using like accelerations again to position that now it was a lot easier to repeat efforts. Um, so like beforehand, you kind of had one bullet in the chamber, like you're really relying on others to get you there as fresh as possible um, because if you overdid things, you didn't have the legs to sprint so i definitely feel that and i think now you know there's a there's a good strong base there like the top end is coming um and i do think i'm ready for the volta like even like i i definitely think there's a stage stage or two there for us um to win um but it's like i definitely think that even just doing by doing this race is going to get that strength and depth like it's two years since my last grand tour and i think this is the last piece of the puzzle to get me back to my top top level but um i think i'm close enough and it might show in the results right now but um once things click i think the results will just take off um but yeah the last months were like i, I worked hard i i did what i think was right in my training trying to build a, a lot of power um and it's just about trying to get that into racing like transferring it from training into racing and uh i think you just get that strength from uh doing a grand tour now the europeans looked like a good step forward already did you change something in your training compared to the first part of the season um yeah like at the start of the year i i didn't have any sprint work done i had no top end work done i didn't start any sprint training or top end work until the very end of April or maybe start of May I can't remember exactly so and not only did I only start that then but it it was it was yeah 10-11 months since I did that work 
Um, so of course, when I do it for two or three months, it's it's gonna start having an impact then. But uh, yeah, I think Europeans are good. I made some bad decisions in the final, but in in all, like it was quite an explosive final, and uh, and I, I was still there, so it, it was quite promising. So looking ahead now to the Vuelta, tell us, do you like this race in particular? And um, we know that there's going to be a lot of climbing and the race is quite dynamic in terms of GC. So tell us for a sprinter, how is it actually like? Um, it's mad because it is a race that you kind of get the vibe that everybody's a little bit more relaxed. Like the Tour, there's a lot of pressure because it's a Tour de France, the, Vuelta, or the, the Giro, I think the parkours are harder. The hours on the bike are longer, transfers are longer, so that's physically harder. Um, this one, yeah, you have a, you have a mix. You have some people that are just looking for the season to end, and then you have another group of people that are young, fresh, and ambitious, and then you have other people like me who are chasing the results. So you get a mixture of everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hard one, like especially with the heat. Um, and now, like, you know, we're starting the race with uh, with um, a TTT. So, of course, like with a strong GC team here, I want to be to be good. Like, it normally, there's not so much I can do to help the guys, um, especially as well looking for my own ambitions. Um, but in the TTT, you really don't want to leave the team down. So um, that's something new as well. Like, we really have a team that can win the, the overall. Um, but yeah, it's some hard climbing, but in general, I think the stages are a little bit shorter here than some other Grand Tours. Um, doesn't make it any easier, but um, yeah, I think it's, it's a nice atmosphere and um, yeah, it'll be good. Does the start in the Netherlands uh, change something for you, besides an extra rest or travel day? Um, yeah, it gives me three extra days where the heat isn't as, as brutal. <laughs> but uh, I think also you might have a few day, a few people that are already out out of GC by by the end of the weekend. So it might settle the bunch a bit more. Of course, it's going to be nervous if there's a lot of wind. But um, yeah, I think it'll make for a really aggressive racing. Um, but it's mad because it doesn't feel like the Volta yet. It feels like a um, yeah, Belgian-Netherland race. Um, it doesn't give off the, the, the Spanish vibes yet, of course. But um, we will get there shortly. So you've obviously analysed the parkour of the race. Which stages do you think are the ones that we should be looking out for as sprint finishes? And are there any that you think really suit you in particular? Um... I haven't looked into too much detail. Um, <laughs> I know that there's like between six and nine, nine possibilities. Um, but yeah, I think I just have to take them as they come, take it day by day. Um, like Madrid would be, if I could pick one, Madrid would be the one because I've won at the 21st stage in the Giro in Rome. I've won the 21st stage in the Tour de France and on Champs-Élysées. And this is the last one I'm missing, so I'd like the complete set. So, yeah, that would be one that I'd really want. But the problem with that is, you know, you have to get through three weeks of racing. Um, it's not just about what happens on the day. Well, it is when you get there, but just three weeks before that. Um, 
of course, you know, like the, the first or uh, second and third stage, there's something that I want to go for as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's some good stages, but um, my heart is kind of set on Madrid. <laughs> Who would you see as the main contenders for the sprint stages? Yeah, I think um, you have Marlier, uh, you have Pascal, Ackerman. Um, yeah, and there's some there's some strong 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 guys there. Um, I, I'm a, I'm having a blank now because there's another young sprinter from Monty. I just can't think of the the name off the top of my head now. But he's also after showing some some good legs, he won a stage at Poland. Um, so yeah, there's some strong competition there. But uh, I think I have a fantastic lead out train here. Um, we're missing Shane Archibald, but you know. Uh, we have uh, Ryan Mullen and um, Danny Van Poppel, and I think um, they can uh, make the make a big difference in the final when competing with these guys. Speaking of your lead out, can you explain the roles of these two guys a little bit and why they're so important to you? Yeah, so Ryan is the one with the the, the big engine. Um, he'd be the one to to kind of get us there into the last inside the last kilometer in a great position. Um, and it's the it's probably one of the harder yeah one of the harder jobs because he has to take a lot of wind um, and and also inside until you get into that moment there's a lot of lead up men getting out of the way there's GC guys trying not to lose time it all filters out by time the last 800 500 meters come but it's quite messy before that um so that's quite an important job um and then. With Danny, he's the the guy that uh, I put my life in his hands. I just I'm sitting in his back pocket, and uh, he tries to get me into to the last two hundred meters um, as fresh as possible and at the the highest speed possible. So yeah, it's it's quite important, and um, it can make all the difference. Um, so yeah, it's it'll be it'll be kind of we'll be kind of taking it up quite late, I think. Um, as we are not here with a full lead out team um, but uh, you know I think in these messy sprints when you have a smaller group um, it's easier to stay together okay last but not least what's your goal for the race and uh, what has to happen that we see Sam Bennett happy in Madrid um, <laughs> I would like to win the points jersey it's very ambitious but uh i think i'll get better as the race gets on, goes on like i always get better as a grand tour goes on um i'm an older rider so the endurance is something that yeah won't be a problem um just about getting that top end and i think the racing will bring that on in uh, with the three weeks so yeah a couple of stages Green jersey and uh, Madrid, um, but however, that's really ambitious. Uh, so Sam, I certainly know that I'd be one to sign up for those kind of results. So uh, let's see what we can can do with this Vuelta. So uh, thanks very much for joining us for your first ever appearance on the podcast. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, I can pull those results out of the bag. And uh, Andreas, thank you as well. Thank you, Sam. Best of luck. Uh, looking forward to the next three weeks. Perfect. Thanks, guys. And last but not least, thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to join us next time.